Hi everyone, it's Halls Barks here and today I get to talk to the social media viral video sensation, Callie Bundy. Callie is a self-proclaimed professional American. She is a former athlete turned IFBB bikini pro and now an all-star at throwing things that gain massive media attention. Callie is a six-star and Gronk fitness ambassador and is a true example of living life through adventure and openness to opportunity. I'm so excited to learn more from this incredible and inspirational beauty. All right, everyone. Today we have the beautiful and super talented Callie Bundy. Hi, Callie. Hello. How are you, Holly? I'm awesome. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. And so where are we talking to you from? America. (laughs) (laughs) You are a professional American. That is right. She she saw how I worked that in there. Um, I am calling calling you from Connecticut. Awesome. And so... uh, Exotic Connecticut. Well, what is the weather like there today? It's uh, New England. So, I mean, it's like in the 30s. Um, The sun is out, which is nice because it rained all day yesterday, actually. Uh Um, And it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Cool. I am uh, talking to you from British Columbia, Canada. Ooh. <laughs> and we, we had snow all day. That. Pardon? Are you a skier? Am I what? Are you a skier? Oh, uh, well, I used to ski and then I tried snowboarding and now I'm more into the hiking and snowshoeing because we live right, right kind of on a on a mountain. So we just take our dog out Maybe. and we go snowshoeing. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we go to Vermont a lot and my family and we, I ski, but, um, I always come back and I take my dog snowshoeing as well, which we uh, love. Yeah. It's such a good workout. It's so fun. Oh, I love snowshoeing. So we have listeners all over the world and uh, all different climates and different ways of life. So as a professional American, can you give us a little insight into what a daylight looks like for Cali? Yeah, sure. So hello world from all (laughs) over the world, by the way. Um, A day in the life of Cali is always totally different. Um, It really just depends on whatever that day is. So, and like where I need to be and what's going on. So I can't really give you like a a set answer because every day is kind of different for me. I love that. So what does today look like? Today is a lot of, uh, there's been actually a lot of uh, podcast interviews. Imagine that. Mm, (laughs) A lot of calls. um, I do a lot of influencer marketing, so a lot of uh, different uh, moving pieces, talking with brands, all kinds of stuff. So um, my dog is not very happy with me today because there's a lot of sitting in front of the computer and talking to people that aren't him. (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? I have a chocolate lab. Oh, awesome. So lots of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's good though. He's he's an English lab, which they're not as um, as high strung as the American lab. Uh-huh. But he right now is giving me pouty face from across the room. 
which is pretty great. <laughs> awesome. I have a beagle. Oh, I wanted to get a beagle and everyone told me don't get a beagle because they're too yappy. Oh, well, true? she, when like the door, if the doorbell rings, uh, during this podcast, you'll hear her freak out for quite a while. And like her, her bark is a bay. So it's kind of annoying, but she, like, if nobody comes to the door, then she doesn't bark. <laughs> right. Wait, which is most dogs bark though when someone comes to the door. So that's like, I don't think that's any more like barky than a regular dog. Yeah, no. And her bark def- definitely does sound a lot bigger than her bite. So it is, it's very protective and, and awesome. Um, like a dog a lot. Yes. And so uh, with your busy schedule and some days being more active and some days being in front of the computer, what is your fitness philosophy? How do you stay in shape and maintain your busy lifestyle? Yeah. So I think that's constantly evolving too, um, you know, depending on my life, especially, if, you know, like I don't know people... Um, that don't know, know me or just for the first time. Um, I competed in the MPC and the ICB for like five years. Um, so obviously at that time, and I competed a lot when I competed, you know, I was competing like five to eight shows a year, which was just stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was doing that, I was obviously a lot more strict about like not missing workouts and, you know, doing certain things because you don't really have much, um, wiggle room when you are on stage, right? Like right. everything is magnified um, versus now where it's, you know, you just kind of, you know, it depends what you want. Like I went through a phase where I was just like, I don't really feel like working out. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't. And I was like, I don't really see the point. I'm not into it, you know? Um, and I've been an athlete. You know, I played soccer, basketball, softball. I've trained my whole life. So like I working out is kind of just what I do. So then I, of course, got bored of that. And then I wanted to get into more of like athletic training where with the competing, it's a lot more bodybuilding style workouts, Mm -hmm. which can get like pretty tedious and kind of like, you know, like, yeah, you know, you look great and you're all proportionate and everything. But my mind is like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it, Mm -hmm. it wants to do something else. And part of working out, right, is also for your mind, right? So. Um, so then I kind of mixed it up and then I got into like spinning and different things. And, um, then I, like last year I trained for a Spartan race. Um, and that was totally different than anything I had done. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. And then, so now I'm kind of, I do basically three to four days a week of uh, weight training. And it's um, a mix of kind of like bodybuilding and athletic style workouts. And I do probably you know, no, almost no cardio. My cardio is done with my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but it's, it's always different again, based on like, you know, if I'm traveling and what I'm doing, if I have a shoot coming up, obviously I'll be a little bit more intense, things like that. But right now, currently, like my overall fitness philosophy is more based around just health and feeling good and like looking forward to training as opposed to like a few years ago when I was competing and there was days where I was just like, I don't want to step foot in the gym, um, which was weird for me, for someone who grew up loving sports and fitness to, to get to that point. So, um, so it's, just, it's constantly evolved, but that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. So coming from an athletic background growing up, what got you into competing? And then ultimately what, um, 
ended your competition career? Yeah. So, um, the being an athlete, I always had something to train for, right? I mean, played three sports, um, and you were constantly training for something. So you were training to like kick harder, throw harder, you know, swing harder, um, you know, have endurance, whatever it was, you were training for a, some kind of piece or element of the, one of those sports. So then that goes away. And then you're like, well, shit, <laughs> what am I going to do now? I'm going to be like a regular person just walking around doing like regular people things, you know? Um, and so I didn't really see the point in going to the gym because I'm like, it's not going to like, I don't need to turn on the inside fastball quicker. You know, I don't need to be able to throw further. Um, so competing gave me something to train for. And it was so different from any other kind of training that I had done. Um, I decided like, Oh, okay, I'll do one and see how it goes. And I never, you know, I ate for an athlete and I ate healthy and, but I never actually like followed a diet before. Um, or anything remotely close to that. You know, of course, the training, I'd always trained, but the diet was totally different and the amount of cardio was totally different. Um, mm -hmm. But I found it fascinating how you could truly change and shape your body based on the routines you did, which was something else I had never trained for. So it kind of like, you know, you get hooked on it. And you're like, this is really cool that I can do this and this will happen to my body. Right. Uh, so that's what kind of got me hooked on it um, because it's like, you know, there's, had I not been competing, I never would have pushed myself to those extremes. You know, mm -hmm. I just want to, like, I would be like, no, I'm good. Where's the ice cream, you know, um, and probably just eat more burgers right, than <laughs> I do now. Um, so, but because I competed, I was able to reach levels I never would have reached and like got a different appreciation, understanding of the body and what it can do. Um, and then eventually I stopped competing because, you know, it's like you really just like any other sport, if you want to be to be good at it and like when I played sports, you know, I didn't go out, I didn't drink, I didn't do any of those things. I, you know, got my sleep. I ate well. I trained for my sport. When I wasn't training, I was at practice. You know, it was like I was all in. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing with competing. If you really want it to, to see what you're capable of and um, give it all you've got, you've really got to be super strict. And it's even more strict than when you played sports because it's 24-7 with what you put in your body. I mean, everything you do affects it. Like, mm -hmm. you don't sleep well. If there's your hormones off, you're going to hold more water the next day. You know, you eat something that you shouldn't have eaten, it's going to look different. It's, it's constant 24-7, so it really hinders your life. You know, everyone's like, oh, you could still compete and do all these things. You can, but it's not the same, and you're not going to be as, you know, successful in what you're trying to achieve. So right. I just kind of got, you know, to the point where I was like, I'm over it. You know, like, that was cool. I did it, and, and I was all set. Cool. Awesome. I love that answer. And so then now that you are um, training to feel good and more about all um, like total body health, what is your nutrition philosophy? So my nutrition philosophy has never really changed. You know, like I, um, you know, just have to eat real food. Like I grew up, um, you know, loving fruits and vegetables and all those things. And 
my nutrition philosophy is just to try to eat as many, you know, unprocessed real foods that you can eat. Um, and then really listening to your body. Like there's times where, you know, you might not be hungry and then maybe something's going on. Maybe you shouldn't eat, you know, like don't force your body to be one thing or another and really listen to it. But, um, so it's about eating real foods. I try, obviously, even like, you know, people know I love burgers. Um, but even when I eat my burgers, you know, I'm trying to eat like, you know, grass-fed, organic, you know, dairy-free cheese. Like I'm not going to McDonald's and getting a burger that has like 27 ingredients and one of them is, you know, ground beef. <laughs> it's like that, things like that. So, um, so I'm all about like, you know, I'm an athlete, food is fuel, eat you know, don't be afraid of eating. Um, if you're hungry, eat, but just make sure you're eating good things that your body can use and identify. Um, I'm also really big into juicing right now, which is not illegal. People don't freak out. I'm talking (laughs) about mother nature's juicing, like taking fruits and vegetables and putting them through a juicer. Um, I'm big into enzymes right now. What's your favorite juice to make? Currently, oh, there's so many good ones, but currently I love, um, I do, I kind of mix everything in and out, but right now I'm hooked on uh, turmeric, ginger, beets, papaya, and cucumber. Oh, wow. That'd be yeah. amazing. And you keep the pulp in? Yeah. Or, oh. Well, the juicers, uh, they remove the pulp. So ideally, the, the way that juicing works is that because like the, the enzymes, right? So basically the w- enzymes complete all the chemical reactions in our body, right? So apparently just like everything else, like as we grow, our enzymes get depleted and that's why different things start to happen, whether it's issues with digestion or, or headaches or sickness or illness or cancer, all of these things is because we have a lack of enzymes. So the idea behind juicing is that if you're removing the pulp, your body doesn't actually have to digest them to instantly absorb the enzymes and all the micronutrients that you're getting from the juice. So it's uh, essentially a pulp-free juice, but you're getting like all the goodness into your, it's like an infusion right into your pie hole. Oh, wow. And so do you ever buy juices? No, I think um, just like there's there. From what my understanding is the enzymes, they're, they're so precious that, um, you know, again, like everything else, like, like our food isn't as good as it was 50 years ago, right? Um, because of soils and water and environmental pollution and all these different things. So it's the same with the juicing. So by, um, by the time you buy the produce and then from the produce to your house to your juicer, and then by the time you even juice it, so by the time you drink it, you've already lost a lot of the enzymes. So when you buy a when you buy a juice, it's just you can't duplicate what you can when you make it yourself and drink it right away because it already has lost stuff. Oh wow! So are you an inv- influencer for a, a juicer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You would think I was, right? I'm I know, but like, you like you explain it really good. Well, I try to just like you know. Because like when people like people way smarter than me talk about this kind of stuff, I'm like, all right, all right, cool. You're smart. I get it. Just like break it down so my little brain can understand. It. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I can understand to, it. 
Right. So I like to, um, you know, speak in those same terms. So again, this is just my, my understanding and, um, I'm super into it right now. I, I feel based on what I've been reading that I don't understand why more people like us aren't on this enzyme thing because it's really like a lot of the issues that happen in our bodies are a result of a lack of enzymes, which no one knows about. And to that, like everyone right now, it's like, it's cool to talk about like plant-based diets or being a vegan or all these things. But the reason that no one's talking about is because all of those enzymes come from the fruits and vegetables. So that's why it is so beneficial for your body. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I think it's, it's really interesting. I just got a new book. I, I can't wait to get it this week where I'm going to find out some more stuff. But it's also based on like one day I had this juice there for like over a year now. I used to make juice and I kind of like got out of it. But it's winter, so... You know, in the, in the winter, you don't really, you know, eat as many raw fruits and vegetables as you would as when it's hot, right? Right. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just make a juice. It's so much easier for me. Like, and then I can just get it all in and I'm fine. And I'm like, man, I feel amazing. And then I was like, that's weird. I think it was the juice. And then like the next day and then the next day. And then I'm like, kept feeling better and better. And I'm like, this stuff is really awesome. And then I started like really kind of figuring it out more and reading about it. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. Why is no one talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Do you ever take um, fulvic acid? Not, no. I mean, you can get it through juicing, obviously. Um, I'm not huge. I kind of like, I go back and forth on like vitamins because my, my family, I grew up in a, a medical family and my, um, my parents always told me that vitamins were just expensive urine. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bedpan pullets, so pullets I think, or whatever. Pallet. Right. Exactly. So I think, um, you know, there's some truth in that, but then there's also like, well, at least you're getting a little extra something. And uh-huh. especially if, you know, you're not getting it any other way. So I kind of, I go back and forth on a lot of that stuff. And that's why I feel like if you can juice it, then you get like way, way more benefit from it than just swallowing it in a pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I, mm, I agree with the, the whole foods, natural foods and not labeling it. Cause I, I know there's a lot of people that do say like they're plant-based or vegan, but then they eat cookies and stuff from a box. So I believe, right. <laughs> yeah, if it's like, if it's one ingredient, then you're doing most of the processing at home, then it's, then it's a great way to go. Love that. Right, right. And again, like, as, um, you know, and I think it's just, I love meat. Like, I, you could never convince me to stop eating meat. It won't ever happen. Like, people always ask me, like, oh, Cal, you ever think about being a vegan? And I'm like, do lions think about being vegan? <laughs> no, they don't because they're meat eaters. Like, get up out of here. So, so most people, you know, of course, everybody gets all offended by that because they're like, oh, because that's just the world we live in now. But I'm like, no, not going to happen. Leave my meat alone. Like, I'm going to enjoy my burger. Forget it. But I do think there's obviously a huge benefit. And of course, also eating your fruits and vegetables, which most people that, um, you know, it's easy to forget about or we cook them. And then when you cook them, you destroy everything. Right. 
Um, so you are incredibly talented and accomplished at such a young age, and you continue to lead the way for those that will follow. What are the key factors that have contributed to your success? Wow, I feel like I'm not even worthy of answering this question. Like you make no, me totally. sound like I'm pretty awesome. Um, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the key factors for my success, I would say, I mean, definitely, especially like on, um, social media and things, you know, like I was a marketing major, so like I understand marketing, but, um, and, and seeing like the value in things and knowing, um, you know, kind of understanding business a little bit Mm -hmm. and, and not taking myself too seriously at all. Um, And always, you know, I I always hated like um, the question, like people would ask, like, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, probably not talking to you. (laughs) You know, like I I hated those questions because to me, like there's so much opportunity in life, right? So it's just, you don't know what's going to come up and what's going to happen. Like if anybody asked me a year ago if I thought I would be doing what I'm doing today no way if anybody asked me two years ago like I would have never have thought this um and I think that's just a result of being like open-minded and continuing to work hard and um show up every day and you just don't know like what can happen so um I think that's kind of like you know taking advantage of opportunities that that come my way and like being business-minded and also laughing while I do it because I like jokes. <laughs> totally. Well, so then like a year ago, would you, would you have thought about what you're doing today? Would you have like thought in your head, Hey, that would be cool to do. And then just thought, well, no, no way. No, like, I didn't even know it was an option. <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't even know. It was, I didn't even know like you could be an influencer and do influencer marketing I didn't even know that you know I would be on a Facebook show I didn't know that I would go viral I didn't know like all these different things like I didn't even know that they were options so Mm -hmm. like I couldn't have even said them because I didn't even know what they were so how did it start and did it just kind of like was it just compounded once once you kind of uh, got noticed and and started doing it yeah Pretty much. It was like, oh, I'm going to put this video up. And I'm like, oh, people seem to like that. I should do another one of those. And I did another one. And next thing you know, like people, other people are posting it. And then next thing you know, like all these companies and brands and networks and different agencies are like, hey, we want to use this and we want to do that. And, um, you know, it's like anything else, like it just kept continuing to grow into, into you know, morph into different things. What was the first video that you put up? The one, like in terms of like the ones that went viral? Yeah. The football throwing videos. And so how many times, what is the max amount of times that you've attempted before you got it? Oh, they're all different. Sometimes, I mean, it's the, the first time. It really depends on the shot. And like, because usually when I'm doing it, it's my first time doing it. Like mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, you know, you can't do this. And I'm like, Oh, can I do that? Check it out. <laughs> you know? So try and be like, Oh shoot, I can do that. All right. Awesome. 
you know? Um, so it's all totally different. But yeah, I remember it was Instagram had finally come out with the one minute video and mm-hmm. I had done like a montage of a bunch of my throws and um, some account posted it on Facebook over the weekend and I didn't even know it. And next thing you know, um, I think it was a holiday weekend. So it was like that Tuesday, I kind of checked in and it was everywhere. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? what is happening? This is crazy. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of like, you know, like the perfect storm. So what is your favorite thing to throw? Uh, well, I was a softball player, so I just like throwing anything, really. That's kind of like always where I excelled. Like I played soccer, I played basketball. Um, I actually, like, my jump shot in basketball was always ugly. Like, I was never really a good perimeter shooter. Um, but anything, throwing anything overhand, I was always good at. Like, that's what, that's what I could do. I was also a pitcher. Um, oh, really? So, yeah, so softball. And then I'm self-taught throwing a football, and that seems to be what people like watching the most. Totally. So that's what I tend to, tend to post the most. They're so fun to watch. Um, in the past, what has stood in your way from going after your dreams and what has been the biggest triumph you've had to face? What has stood in the past? I don't think, I don't think anything's really stood in my way. Um, you know, I've always kind of gone after what I have wanted. Um, I would say there's been, you know, even I come from a very like straight edge family. Um, and like when I started competing, they were all like, what the hell is Callie doing? Like, <laughs> she's winning a wall. Right. Like <laughs> in heels. And I was such a tomboy at the time. Like they were like, so you, they're like, I've never seen her in anything but cleats and a hat. Like, what is this? <laughs> um, and so that was, that was really awkward because I know they, they didn't like it. And then especially like my parents didn't like it. They didn't get it. Like, you know, that's always been one of my like biggest um, like double standards when it comes to competing. So is that men can stand on stage, you know, in a speedo and show their glutes and everyone's like, Oh wow, look at his glutes. You know, it's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas a girl can stand on stage in a bikini and, you know, at her back pose and show her glutes and people are like, instantly it's sexual and it's degrading and it's, you know, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you see her glute hamstring tie-in? Like, do you know how hard that is to get? Yeah. Like, that's for women. It's even harder than guys. That's where women carry all of our estrogen, all of our fat. Like, that is impressive. So there's always been this double standard between men and women when it comes to competing and showing skin but it's just kind of like the world we live in you know like my family sees me just showing skin and they're like we don't really get what you're doing like you just need to put some clothes on (laughs) totally um, it does it totally sensitizes you to to the fact that the skin is just skin and you respect the like the the form of the human body rather than sexualizing it right right and it's just like such a double standard um and so that was really awkward. Like until even I remember my grandfather, um, you know, was like, because uh, my uncle decided to show him some of the photos of me competing. I'm like, great. He's 90 and he's not <laughs> going to understand what you're showing him. Um, 
And it wasn't until almost like right before he ended up passing away that he fully started to get it and understand like what I was doing. And, you know, I was competing in a division of bodybuilding on a lesser level and all this stuff. And like, he actually came to me and was asking me for glute tips because oh. his low back was bothering him. And it was like the biggest like breakthrough and you know, I couldn't believe it that he actually, you know, at like 90 years old was asking me for glute tips. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's you know? amazing. Yeah. So, so that was always like a big, um, you know, kind of roadblock for me was because I, they weren't supportive of, of that at all. Um, but I still went after it and I, you know, I told them like, I, you may not get it, but there's, there's value in this. And then like, you know, once, you know, with um, social media, and then I was like on Sports Center, and like then my dad's like, "Oh, oh, okay." Like my daughter's on Sports Center. I get social media now, you know. Yes. Um, and then like with you know they've seen me get these brand deals, you know, from you know Burger King and Michelob and you know Glad and Facebook, and they're like, "Oh, like okay, we get it." Um. And because again, they're kind of like, we don't really know what Cali does. <laughs> but mm-hmm. once they start to see it and they see the brands that are involved with it, um, they become a lot more supportive because it's always hard, you know, going and doing something that like your family, when you have a pretty close knit family, is like nobody's really supporting or cares about what you're doing. So yeah. I would say that's, yeah, that's that, that was difficult, um, you know, when I was doing it and now, but like that it's come full circle they understand it and they're like oh this is this is a real thing like okay and it's it's nice to have that because before it was always kind of like I didn't want to talk about anything around them because they just didn't they didn't get it uh yeah I love that and I totally relate like uh it's just um ignorance that needs to be educated and that's I had that struggle with my family too with doing things and then and then a family that was very much so um, you do this and you get paid this much for that and in the fitness industry it's not that way <laughs> so yeah. the things that I was doing for free come back full circle to help me build my brand and build 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 wealth but to a lot of the regular people they they don't get that until you actually have to persevere and and show them right Right, exactly. And, you know, it, to me, it like makes perfect sense because I'm like, well, like if you were starting any business, these are the steps that you would take, you know, but because it's you and they just see you do, you know, they're like, and it's a different world that they don't understand um, at all, you know, it, they don't see it as clearly initially. Um, so how do you continue to invest in yourself to be the lead in the industry? To be the lead. Wow. I don't know if I'm the lead. Um, I mean, I think it's just a matter, like I said, it's not, um, it's not rocket science. Like any other, like, you know, talk about any other business or um, platform or brand, you know, you have to keep showing up um, every day and doing the work. And, and it's just kind of like one day at a time. It's like, consistency over time it's just like working out right um mm-hmm. so so it's pretty it's, that's a pretty simple one cool um and so then what projects are you excited about right now 
and how, I don't want to ask how, <laughs> where are you in the next five years? <laughs> but I want to right. know how you see this, how do you see Cali Bundy evolving? Yeah, so there, there's uh, definitely some really exciting projects I'm working on right now that I, I can't talk about. Um, so I am excited for them. Uh, <laughs> and how do I see Cali Bundy evolving? Again, I mean, it's the same philosophy that I've lived my life on is is just continuing to do the work and put in the effort and the time and seeing where it takes me because again none of the things that I have accomplished outside of you know just going to school and getting a degree that up to this point could I have ever said this is going to happen or that's going to happen so I'm just going to keep doing the work and see where it takes me awesome and you said you have marketing degree yeah. Love it. What is the must-have trait that you look for in a partner? In like a business partner? No, a, a passion partner. Uh, <laughs> a a life partner. partner. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, life a life partner. partner. Other than partner. a dog or a pet. Uh, the must-have uh, trait, is that the question? Yes. I would say friendship um, because friendship means things like trust, honesty, love, I think communication because as much as people want to believe that relationships are a fairy tale, I'm here to tell you right now, not true. <laughs> they're like anything else, they're work and you need, you need to be able to ultimately communicate with that person about everything. And that's not a bad thing. Like fighting is not a bad thing. Disagreeing is not a bad thing. What's a bad thing is, is not communicating with them. That's where the breakdown happens. Um, so because anybody, you know, if they're willing to put in the time with you, well, um, you know, eventually after the conflict, you either, um, try to compromise with each other and be better and um, you know, or you don't and you're like, well, okay, I'm glad we talked about that because that was never going to happen. Um, so I would say um, friendship. Awesome one. Um, must have beauty product. Must have beauty product. Hmm. It's a tough one. <laughs> All right. Based on where I am right now, I would say juicing because it is amazing for your skin, your hair, your like everything on your body. Like you just start to kind of like glow. So I would say juicing. And one juice a day in the morning or? Currently I started with one and I loved it so much. And I was like, I want more of these. So I do usually like one to three depending on the day. Do you pair it with a protein or do you have it just on its own? I have it on an empty stomach because your body can readily absorb those uh, nutrients and enzymes easier if it's not in the digestion process. Must have workout gear. Must have workout gear. I would say like to wear. Yeah. Or like train on. Or yeah, whatever that you must have. Okay, so, I was, uh, so I'm going to make this a two-part question because okay. I like to make... So I would say must-have workout gear, like to wear a cute outfit, must-have workout gear to train on would be Gronk Fitness Equipment. Yes, and so can you elaborate on that? 
Yes. So um, the Gronk fitness equipment um, is uh, any kind of basically gym uh, equipment you can think of, but Gronk Fitness has their own brand, which I'm currently um, their female ambassador for. So when I post like my fitness videos and everything, people keep asking me, hey, Callie, where did you get that rack? Or where did you get that uh, weight? Or where did you get that band? Or is all Gronk fitness equipment. Um, and it's awesome. I have a home gym and it's pretty sweet. And so you can just order them online or are they uh, commercial as well in facilities? Both. Yep. You can order like, you know, they obviously service um, schools, gyms, all that kind of stuff on the one side, but then they also have, you know, like the home gyms and things like that. Super cool. Yeah. Your um, favorite app. My favorite app right now, I would have to say it's not really an app. I guess it kind of is, but I love my Amazon Alexa. And I also just installed the Nest, which is controlled by Alexa. And it's pretty sweet. <laughs> okay. So then Alexa, you, you just get the speaker. Is that it? Yes. And it's an app that you download on your phone and it can, you can pair it with different things on your house. They have to be compatible. It can control your lights. Like the Nest is um, compatible with it. So you can just tell her to turn up or down your heat or your cooling or whatever it is. And, but you can, you know, it can play music. It can um, order stuff from Amazon. It can do all kinds of, you know, add events to your calendar, um, you know, can make calls, it can do all kinds of stuff. It's pretty awesome. Very cool. I've like, I've experienced them, but I was just looking at actually buying one and then I was kind of getting confused. Can you yeah. So there's away from the home? The, which, the thermostat? Uh, like uh, Alexa. So if you're like yeah. out at the gym, can you say, hey, Alexa? Uh, play this song at home <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, well, it's, it can. And then it's depending on the apps that you connect it with, like what kind of control you give it. So say if you, um, like, you had your lights switched over so they were the lights that were compatible with Alexa, she could control your lights when you're away from home um, with the, um, the Nest that I put in, which is a, is a thermostat. If you're away from home, she can um, control your thermostat, um, different things like that. So cool. Um, That's a good one. Uh, What's in your gym bag? In my gym bag? Well, typically in my gym bag, um, because I train at home now, in my gym bag is mostly uh, my spinning stuff. So I'll go to spinning class and my six star um, supplement. So I'll keep like my spinning shoes. Um, I'll keep uh, our uh, aminos in there, um, some glutamine, um, some pre-workout, um, like the six star pre-workout explosion, the ice rocket freeze. So I'll have like a scoop of that before I go into spinning then I come out, then I have a scoop of our um, aminos and that kind of thing. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in there. I think it's just my shoes and my six-star supplements in my gym bag at this point. 
Cool. And so then you have your full home gym and you train specific, like, or, um, you train solely out of your house now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can do everything in my house. I just go to spinning just to like, you know, mix up different environment. Um, you know, I have a treadmill and I have a, um, ground championship, uh, water rower. So spinning is like, I don't have a bike at home, so it can, you know, it mixes it up and it's on my way to Whole Foods. Oh, lucky. Yes, yes. Um, What is a bucket list adventure or travel destination that you have? Bucket list adventure. I love adventures, first of all. Like, (laughs) anytime you give me, like, an option, like, oh, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? And I'm like, what's that place you just said? We haven't been there before. Hashtag adventure. (laughs) So, like, you know, if you're, I love using, like, ways other apps that I love using mm-hmm. but, um, you can put it like I put it even if I know where I'm going such as bobs and weaves around the traffic but if it tells me like ooh, if I'm driving back from Vermont it's like take this road here and I'm like what I've found two like cut throughs that I never even knew existed and I've been going up there for like 10 years oh, um, cool. so I love adventures I love doing new things um a bucket list place I mean there's a lot of places I haven't been so um, you know, things like I'd love to go to like Iceland, um, Switzerland, um, Australia. Um, I mean, there's so South Africa I heard is amazing. Um, there's, there's so many places like there's such a, such a big, big world. Remember hello world again. Um, so if people have any suggestions for me of cool of cool places I should put on the list, definitely let me know. Love that. So anywhere in the world. Right. Anywhere yeah. in 2018 like, that you're excited to check off your bucket list? Well, I'm going, um, I'm actually going to Banff in March. Hey, awesome. Yeah. So I'm and excited about time. that because I've never been. Yes. It is beautiful. Yeah, it looks it. It definitely looks it. Um, like it looks fake, you know, like if you look at the photos and I'm like, that's not real. That's Photoshop. <laughs> Get your Photoshop out of my face, Instagram with those mountains, <laughs> that lake and those skies. And oh, yeah. even just like someone sent me a video of some, uh, somebody ice skating in Banff on a lake and the water was so clear. You mm-hmm. could see down to the bottom of the lake on the ice. It was incredible. So I'm super stoked about that. That will be very fun. And then I think I'm also going um, Prince Edward Island, Canada. Wow. That's amazing. I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. I have a gig there. I forget when. Summer sometime. Um, So that'll be really cool. Yeah. It's supposed to be incredible. Like the the golf courses in the summertime are supposed to be like world-renowned. That's what I've heard, and that's why I'm going for, like, a golf event. So I'm wow. going to go. Very cool. Yeah. 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 And I have Miami coming up, which is just more for fun. And um, I've been there before, so it's not super exciting. But it is Miami, and it is, it is fun. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that all sounds amazing. And yeah. do you have any last notes and the best way that we all can get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, my, my last note would be, if you're still listening, 
thank you for making it all the way to the end. That's incredible. I don't know. I give you a virtual high five or something, but a little chest bump. So that is incredible. Um, and thank you for anybody who tuned in for any amount of time to listen to anything I have to say and think that this was worthy. I appreciate you. Um, and thank you to Fitness Girls for having me on. Um, that was very kind of you to think of me for episode whatever number we end up being. Um, and yeah, probably the, the best way to reach me is on um, social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at Callie Bundy. Um, and, you know, if you are so inclined to hit that follow button, I thank you as well. Um, because every, every follow and like um, is always appreciated because as we know, there's a, there's a ton of options out there. Like people you could like listen to post their meals or the pictures of their dog or pictures of them throwing videos of them throwing things. So thank you. If you excuse me. Absolutely. And everybody give her a follow cause she's worth it. And only continuing, continuing to do amazing things. I love following you and I loved getting to know you a little bit better. Yes. Yeah, I know. I've seen you um, so much in our fitness world uh, across the the platforms, but it's always so much nicer to actually talk to you. So it was very nice speaking with you, Holly. Well, thanks, Callie. And uh, thank you for your time. And we will talk soon. Have a great day. You, you too.